Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. In history, when dictators... Tyrants get backed into a corner. They always do things that are pretty consistent. They go outside the scope of normal law in their land and they figure out new ways to create new circumstances or new reasons for taking uh, extreme power away from the people. That is exactly what we are witnessing right now. Now, let me give you three examples of where this administration is now losing And this administration, the Biden team, is now basically turning into dictators and tyrants. They're turning into exactly what communists do when they are backed into a corner. A perfect example is Joe Biden coming out and threatening emergency powers when it comes to oil. He is also threatening emergency powers with abortion because he's been backed in the corner with Roe v. Wade. And he's threatening executive action on vaccines with children. All at the same time, his approval rating, the lowest it has ever been in his presidency. You look at the poll numbers right now, and Yahoo News is shocked to report that Biden's disapproval hits a new high as more Americans say that they would actually vote for Donald Trump if the election was today. Now, you look at this new survey, this new poll, and they found that if another presidential election were actually held today, More registered voters say they would cast a ballot for Donald Trump than for Joe Biden. 
Now, they say they're shocked by this, okay? And this is the exact words from Yahoo News. Even though the House January 6th committee has spent the last week linking Trump to what is called a seditious conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election and laying the groundwork for possible criminal prosecution. They want you to believe that Donald Trump is a criminal. That's the whole point of this January 6th. In fact, the New York Times has a headline right now. After the January 6th hearings, will Donald Trump be held criminally liable and lose his opportunity to go to back to the White House? That's what the New York Times has right now. Now, you have a president that clearly is backed into a corner. Since Biden took office, there has been no previous poll that has shown him trailing Trump. Though Biden's most recent lead has, quote, been within the margin of error because they want you to know, well, it's not that bad, even though it's obviously terrible. One year ago, Biden led Trump head to head by nine points, they claim in the poll. And in 2020, Biden won the White House by more than seven million votes. Yet Biden's approval rating has been, well, dropping like a rock. But first, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about our good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. You know what's going on in the economy. You know what's happening on Wall Street. And you know what's going on with inflation. So are you protecting your hard-earned dollars, your assets? Do you have a hedge against inflation? Are you terrified every day that you've lost a massive amount of money when the stock market is having these crazy drops? Well, are you diversified? And if you are diversified, you don't have to worry as much. That's where Legacy Precious Metals comes in. Legacy Precious Metals can help you have a blueprint to protect your hard-earned dollars. As interest rates go up, inflation goes up, Democrats are trying to raise taxes, and a skyrocketing national debt. Now is a time for you to take a look at protecting your dollars and controlling your future with gold and precious metals. A lot of people move to gold and precious metals during times like these. It is a hedge against inflation. It's a way to protect your assets. And right now, you can call Legacy Precious Metal and get the free investor's guide. Make sure you call them and see if gold and precious metals is right for you and your retirement. 1-866-751-2218. That's 1-866-751-2218. Or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Dot com. Also want to remind you, please make sure that you auto download or subscribe our podcast right now so you get it every day for free. Now, this new survey says that now the highest share to date, a uh, full 58% of Americans now disapprove of the president's performance. That is the highest number we've seen so far. Only 37% approve. Three weeks ago, those numbers were drastically different. 53 and 42% respectively. So on average, Biden's job approval scores now are now a few points worse than Trump's were at the parallel stage of his presidency, meaning he is in serious, serious trouble. Now, when you're in trouble, what do you do? You threaten people. And that's exactly what is happening right now. Biden is now threatening to use federal government tools and emergency authorities to force oil companies to lower gas prices and to allow doctors the ability to perform abortions across state lines, even if they are, well, not allowed to in a certain state actually do an abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned. This is what dictators and tyrants do. President Biden has sent this letter to oil companies threatening 
to use the tools and emergency authorities of the federal government to make them increase oil output and lower gas prices. He says, quote, at a time of war, even though we're not actually at war, he's referring to Putin and Ukraine, historically high refinery profit margins being passed directly onto the American families are not acceptable, Biden wrote in the letter. Well, we're not at war. So this is, again, another example of an abuse of power. He says companies must take immediate action to increase the supply of gasoline, diesel, and other refined products. And if you don't, there will be hell to pay because he is a dictator and a tyrant. This letter was sent out to oil companies, including Exxon, Mobil, Shell, BP, and Chevron. Now, Exxon Mobil has decided to fire back and fight back at Biden after the emergency powers threat. Some of these other wusses in the oil industry have not gotten on board yet. But Exxon Mobil said, uh-uh. Exxon Mobil pushed back against President Biden after he penned this letter threatening their entire livelihoods. And the company said in a statement, quote, we have been in regular contact with this administration to update the president and his staff on how Exxon Mobil has been investing more than any other company to develop U.S. oil and gas supplies. Their letter continues, this includes investments in the U.S. of more than 50 billion over the past five years resulting in an almost 50% increase in our U.S. production of oil during the period. According to the company, it has invested double what we've earned over the past five years, $118 billion on new oil and gas supplies, compared to a net income of just $55 billion. Now, c- commenting on the refining capacity in the U.S., the company explained, quote, we've been investing through the downturn to increase refining capacity to process U.S. light crude by about 250,000 barrels a day, the equivalent of adding a new medium-sized refinery. The company added, we kept investing even during the pandemic when we lost more than $20 billion and had to borrow more than $30 billion to maintain investment to increase capacity to be ready for post-pandemic demand, because no one was driving, obviously, during the pandemic. Concluding the statement, Exxon suggested the government, quote, can promote investment through clear and consistent policy that supports U.S. resource development, such as regular and predictable lease sales, as well as streamline regulatory approval and support for infrastructure such as pipelines. In other words, Exxon said to Joe Biden, screw you, you can't have it both ways. We're sick and tired of you coming out and you lying to the American people and then us having to deal with basically your bipolar attitude towards our industry. One day you demand that we produce more oil. The next day you say that we are the worst people in the world and you want us to shut down forever and never produce any oil or gas ever again. Now, let me remind you of some of the things that Joe Biden has actually said about oil and gas. He said during the campaign that he wanted to stop oil and gas forever, get done with it forever. That's what he said. Now the White House is saying, addressing the U.S. oil companies, we want you to act. It's time to act. We have done our part with the strategic oil reserves. We are calling on them to do the right thing, to be patriots here. So now producing more oil apparently means you're patriotic. And use the war and not use the war as an excuse or a reason to not put to not put out a production, to not do the capacity that is needed here. That's the White House attacking oil industry. So they need to be patriotic and put out more production. Well, let's talk about Joe Biden and John Kerry. 
John Kerry, and you want to talk about mixed signals, which is exactly what Exxon just talked about. John Kerry say, said in no uncertain terms recently that the U.S., quote, absolutely does not need to drill for more oil and gas during a talk at the USC Center for Public Diplomacy. This is Joe Biden's guy. The Biden administration has made it clear that the insanely high gas prices are all part of their plan to eliminate fossil fuels. That's what we know about this administration. What we also know is the president of the United States of America during the campaign ran, ran on getting rid of fossil fuels. But now he's saying, why aren't oil companies putting out more oil? There are a couple of different reasons that this is happening, and it's because they're trying to, they're greedy, right? Well, you're the guy that said you want to shut them down. Now, you look at ExxonMobil and what they said in their statement. The company suggests the government promote an investment through clean and consistent policy, excuse me, clear and consistent policy. You guys have a policy that's all over the place. Your policy is one day you demand us to produce more oil, and the next day you're trying to shut us down and ruin us and attack us and tell us we're the worst people in the world. Which one is it? You look at the bipolar actions of this administration. In a letter earlier this week, Biden told all of these oil CEOs, quote, their companies and others have an opportunity to take immediate action to increase the supply of gasoline, diesel, and other refined products that you're producing. And my administration is prepared to use all reasonable and appropriate federal government tools and emergency authorities to increase refinery capacity and output in the near term and to ensure that every region of this country is appropriately supplied. Yahoo Finance know that gas prices remain well above $5 per gallon nationwide, and they believe that there is no relief in sight. Quote, we're likely to get record highs on U.S. regular gasoline all summer long. Each week, it will be going up. Best guess, we peak around 550 a gallon during the summer nationwide. 550. So if you want to know why the president now is, is saying, okay, I'm going to threaten you with emergency powers, this is exactly why. Now, this administration wants this to be just a simple, quick fix. They do not want this to be a big deal. We know this because the way they've been talking about this. You look at the energy secretary, she's still very much obsessed with making sure that you switch to a Tesla, that you switch to uh, all these green alternative energies. But in the short term, she says, yes, okay, we do need them to up capacity as quickly as they can, but then we want them to shut it back down as soon as they, we tell them to. You cannot have it both ways. It doesn't work this way. You have no regular consistent policy except to destroy the oil industry. And that's exactly what ExxonMobil is saying. You guys are bipolar. You're crazy. And now you're threatening to basically take over our com companies with emergency government powers that the president has totally contradicted his entire energy policy since he started running for election. He said, I want to get rid of all oil and gas and coal. And now you're demanding that they produce more oil because your approval rating is as low as it's ever been. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. One of the other insane parts of what the White House is doing right now is they're demanding that these oil and gas companies drill right now, but immediately shut it off when they tell them to shut it off. There's no way that you can do a business, run a business or have a business plan that is for instant gratification of go build, they, you know, go drill right on these uh, on all these leases that you have set up shop. But then in three months or six months, we're going to tell you to immediately shut it down and we expect you to deal with the losses from that shutdown. You can't operate that way. We're talking about billions of dollars of technology, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to set up many of these wells. And what Secretary Granholm is saying is that oil companies, you better drill now and you better drill immediately, but we don't want you drilling in the same places that we're demanding that you drill now in five or 10 years. There's no way the economics of this would work. But they're demanding it anyway because this is what dictators and tyrants do. The energy secretary saying 
They, referring to big oil, have the tools to fight the high gas prices. They're the ones hurting you. It's not our policies. Listen to even CNN saying this doesn't make sense. Do you, five years from now, 10 years from now, are you telling me you want them drilling for more oil? You want the refineries putting out more gasoline in five or 10 years? What we're saying is today we need that supply increased. Of course, in five or 10 years, actually in, in the immediate, we are also pressing on the accelerator, if you will, to move toward clean energy so that we don't have to be under the thumb of petro-dictators like Putin or at the whim of the volatility of fossil fuels. Ultimately, America will be most secure when we can rely mm-hmm. upon our own clean domestic production of energy. But that's- I, I, mean, I, I love this. Well, we want them to do it right now, but we also want them to do the other thing that we're telling them to do. We don't want them to be drilling in five or ten years. We don't want, we, in fact, we want to stop the drilling right now even before it starts. Now, the White House really does believe that you are so stupid that you will believe their line that oil companies are taking advantage of the war in Ukraine, and that's why the price is so high, not their policies. And they're trying to sell it all day long. As we've talked about, there's war happening uh, right now in Ukraine that was caused by uh, caused by Russia, which is why we're seeing uh, the, these hikes in gas prices, uh, especially with, as, since since Russia has amassed uh, started amassing uh, troops on the border. We saw a, we've seen a two dollar uh, in increase of gas prices. So we know where to put the blame on the war, but uh, oil companies, they have oil refineries, they have responsibility too. What they have been doing is taking advantage of the war. Yes, so it's now Putin's fault, and then it's also the oil and gas companies' faults that we have heavily regulated. Representative Brady went on TV this morning slamming the White House press secretary calling on oil companies to lower gas prices, saying this is, quote, shameless hypocrisy. And anyone that understands the basic mathematics of how this works knows that this is ridiculous. Yet the media is still playing into this narrative. Well, that's just incredible. I mean, you know, I, I don't know where to begin in terms of the finger pointing. The White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, is now blaming the oil companies because Joe Biden is attacking the oil companies. He's blaming them for the record high gasoline prices. Watch this. Oil companies need to step up. We are we are calling on them to do the right thing, to be patriots here, uh, and not to use the war uh, as an excuse or as a as a reason uh, to not put to not put out a production, not to not do the capacity that is needed out there, uh, so that the prices can so that the prices can come down. Yeah, Congressman, does she have any idea what she's talking about? Absolutely not. It's just shameless hypocrisy. Their war, President Biden's war on energy, canceling leases, pipelines and permits, squeezing the financing and now trying to raise taxes. Look, they are the reason we have high gas prices and they're not going to be able to shed shed that blame. That's incredible. Congressman, thanks very much for all. I I love how simply keeps it right. Like this is shameless hypocrisy. This is a lie. You can't just shift the blame this quickly and you can't just do it this quickly. Yet that's exactly what they're trying to do. You also have a national security issue with this. Pentagon spokesman Scott Kirby was asked about the president begging Saudi Arabia for oil instead of drilling more in the U.S. and actually giving the Saudis this much more cash and also not just cash, but power. Right. I mean, think about the amount of power. Listen to this. Is it that you guys have determined that it's in the U.S. national security interest to ask Saudi Arabia to drill more oil 
uh, instead of just letting oil companies drill more here in the U.S.? Well, I think you know, uh, Peter, there's uh, some 9,000 unused drilling permits here in the United States uh, as well. Um, look, um, uh, the, uh, the oil production issue is a global issue, uh, and OPEC plus three has already increased preset increases by more than 50% just for <clears throat> July and, uh, and August, uh, and we're grateful to Saudi Arabia's leadership on that. We're now thanking the Saudis for their leadership. We're thanking Saudi Arabia for their leadership, not our leadership. In other words, we're not leading. They're leading, and we're begging them. Cummings not drilling enough has nothing to do with Biden is also what the energy secretary said this morning with her propaganda on MSNBC. Again, lying to the American people. Well, let me just say, Joe, it's not that the regulations around oil refineries. Eighty percent of the oil refining came off the market before um, Joe Biden took office. It's a global issue as well. It's not just a regulatory issue. A lot, Some of those refineries flipped over to do biofuels. And the president is saying, you know, in, in, in March, just as an example, Joe, in March, the price of oil per barrel on the global market was about $120. And in March, people in the United States were paying about $4 25 cents a gallon today the price of oil on the global market is about 120 same price but we're paying 75 cents or more more at the pump why is that and so the president is just asking these refiners which are of mm -hmm. course owned by these global these oil and gas companies to increase supply we're just asking them to increase supply it's not a big deal we're to ask them to undo everything that we've done to them, every part of the regulation that we've done to them. And so now we will threaten them with emergency powers. I have to go back to just four days ago. And four days ago, Joe Biden's climate czar, John Kerry, said this at USC. He said this four days ago. You want to, and this is why I think Exxon said, screw you, basically, to the White House and to Joe Biden. You can't have it both ways. You guys can't come after us and try to destroy our entire industry and then beg us for help because you've got a midterm election that you're about to lose. And this is exactly what the true policy is of the Biden administration because Biden's climate czar, John Kerry, is saying this at USC three days ago. And energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. And we have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this or, again, uh, pun intended, we are cooked. False narrative? We have to prevent a false narrative from coming into this? So the White House is sitting there saying we need more drilling right now. And it's your patriotic duty, your patriotic duty to drill more and to refine more. And Senator Graham saying, you know, these oil companies not drilling enough has nothing to do with Biden, even though it's exactly their fault. And then the climate czar comes out and says, we absolutely don't need to drill more or more oil and gas. We don't need it. So let's go back to how we can fix all this, right? You become a dictator and you become a, you, you become a, a tyrant. You threaten these companies, which is exactly what Joe Biden has done. He has threatened the use of federal government tools and emergency powers, emergency authorities to force oil companies to lower gas prices. 
That's why I sent this letter to these companies threatening the use of these tools, basically saying I'm going to federalize, in essence, your companies. At a time of war, historically high refinery profit margins being passed directly onto the American families are not acceptable, Biden demanded in the letter. Companies must take immediate action to increase the supply of gasoline, diesel, and other refined products. And if you don't, I will basically come after your company. Biden added the administration was ready to use, quote, all reasonable and appropriate federal government tools and emergency authorities to increase refinery capacity and output in the near future. He went on to point out a, quote, unprecedented disconnect between the price of gas and the price of oil. Since the beginning of this year, quote, refiners margins for refining gasoline and diesel have tripled and are currently at the highest levels ever recorded, he said in the letter. So guess what? I'm coming after you. He's not really coming after them. He just understands his approval rating continues to plummet as Americans blame his green energy policies for exacerbating the oil crisis. His unpopularity is a is a problem for Democrats who face devastating loss potentials in the upcoming midterm elections. That's the real problem here. So now he's saying, "Okay, I'll be a dictator. Now, let's put this aside for a moment. Let's go back to my overall theme today. When you're backed into a corner, when you're a dictator and a tyrant, what do you do? You trample on the laws of the land to keep and hold your power. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Biden administration has also announced the same time they're saying they're going to use emergency powers on oil and gas, that they're now weighing, declaring a public health emergency to protect abortion access. The Biden administration has now announced that they are considering declaring a public health emergency to protect abortion access. Think about how sick in the head you have to be. This is how much you want to kill babies. One of a number of proposals under consideration, quote unquote, to use executive power, executive orders to blunt the impact of the expected overturning of Roe v. Wade. So forget the Supreme Court, right? Forget the separations of, of powers. Forget what the Constitution says. This administration saying, no, we are in charge no matter what. The Supreme Court's not going to stop us, right? These are the guys that want to pack the court so they will have uh, basically a kangaroo court, which will do anything they want them to do. This is the same, this is the same administration, that has refused to denounce the death threats, the assassinations attempts against conservative justices on the Supreme Court who are trying to, because they want to overturn Roe v. Wade. The Biden administration is now considering declaring this public health emergency because they don't care what the law of the land says. While the move almost certainly will be met with, quote, legal challenges, the declaration of a public health emergency could, uh, could basically allow the Department of Health and Human Services to suspend the state-based medical licensing re- regimen so that the blue state doctors could perform abortions in states where abortion is outlawed or restricted. The administration officials, including White House counsel, director of its gender policy council, we have that, your tax dollars are paying for that, And the director of its domestic policy council, Susan Rice, are reviewing possible executive actions that the administration can take to basically say the hell with the Supreme Court. The administration may also make proposals to prepare the Justice Department to litigate against states that attempt to outlaw abortion tourism and to confirm that states prohibitions on abortion cannot interfere with the distribution of FDA approved abortion drugs. Now, you just take a step back real quick, and, and, and do you really want to be on the side when, it, when, when we come back and have a historical you know, look at this? Do you really want to be on the side of people that are willing to go to these links to kill innocent babies, but they won't stop the flow of illegal drugs, fentanyl coming to this country across an open border, which is actually the number one killer of children 18 and under right now in this country? If you want to know why I will never trust the Democratic Party and, and the liberals like this, these, these dictators and tyrants, is because this is all for them about control. 
This is all about power. And this is all about killing babies. They don't care how they how many babies they have to kill if it means that they can get women and feminists to back them, support them, and vote for them. They will stop at nothing to give women the ability to kill children because that is what the Democratic Party is, a soulless group of tyrants and dictators. This is what they want. This is what they're willing to do no matter what. Now, just from a constitutional perspective here when you see the president threatening and the, and and them doing it this way this is exactly why because they believe that they have ultimate power over you and the law now there's one other thing and i go back to this final issue and i want you to understand what's about to happen with covid and this is my last warning for you of the day You've got Dr. Fauci getting COVID, right? A guy that's double va- or vaccinated and double boosted gets COVID, right? I think he should be in lockdown for two years. It's only fair. But you have this exciting news that the White House has brought up, and the, I say exciting, rolling my eyes. They now, and school officials are talking about mandating COVID-19 vaccines for your children to go back to school. The reason why they are talking about doing this now is because the FDA has authorized COVID-19 vaccines for children, young children, some of them six months old. CNN celebrated this this morning by having Dr. Gupta come on to react to Moderna's recommendation for kids under six. Now, I'm not giving my kids, I want to make this clear, there is no way I'm giving my kids this vaccine the mortality rate is very 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 clear and documented over the last two years the chances of your child dying from covid19 are well below what your kids the death rate for the common flu but this is about the money and this is why they're so excited moderna to the fda vaccine is safe and ready for children under the age of six that's the breaking news. Listen to how excited they are at CNN to, to vaccinate your children and take away your rights to choose because they're now going to tie this to the, the, the vaccines to get your kids into schools. ...of parents with young children and babies. Moments ago, Moderna announced it is seeking emergency use authorization for its COVID vaccine for children six months through five years old. This has been the missing link. These people, kids, have not been covered, not been able to be vaccinated until this point. Am I smiling? Mm -hmm. I think I'm smiling. The pharmaceutical giant is presenting data from its latest studies to support this move. The company believes this vaccine will be able to safely protect children against the virus. Joining me now, CNN Chief Medical Correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Okay, Sanjay, give us the numbers here. Give us the presentation. Okay, so let me preface by saying this is coming from the pharmaceutical company. As we always say, this data does have to be vetted, validated by the FDA. So we're just hearing from Moderna. Um, what, what they have found by giving 25 micrograms, so that's one quarter of the dose they give to adults, they're giving to children under the age of five. Let me show you the numbers. Uh, they were looking at how much does this uh, protect in terms of antibodies overall, got good antibody response. Here are the numbers in terms of overall efficacy against symptomatic infection. So getting an infection that has any sort of symptoms at all, you know, it could be just a runny nose, whatever. In, in the six month to two year, about 51% effective, two to five years, 37% effective. 
Those are much lower numbers than we're used to seeing from the beginning of the pandemic, but very similar, John, to what we see with adults with Omicron and, and the Moderna vaccine at that higher dose. So against any kind of symptomatic infection. What we see in adults is that it's very protective against severe infection, against hospitalization and death, but children are, aren't likely to have uh, severe, hospital, uh, severe illness hospitalization. So we don't have numbers for that. Those are the best numbers in terms of efficacy because there weren't enough kids who got severely ill to actually draw a comparison. Overall generated the same number of antibodies, similar antibodies, and that sort of protection against any kind of infection. Talk about um, 18 to 20 million people here, 18 to 20 million kids. So a significant chunk of the population potentially. So that's interesting, but you see those efficacy numbers, you know, 38 and 51%, and you're inclined to think, wow, that's not what we were seeing early yes. on with the adult vaccines. So explain to us why this matters, why it's important, even with this level of protection, to get kids vaccinated. Yeah, and, and one point about just the efficacy overall is that they're still using the same vaccine that we've used since the beginning. There's been a lot of discussion about should we use an Omicron-specific, a Delta-specific vaccine that still has not been the case that may be the case sometime in the future but this is still the original vaccine i think i think the reason this matters is, is sort of twofold one is that i mean th th it's still some protection obviously uh, you know if you're talking 50 percent in that certain age group you know ha half the kids get do get that protection but let me show you something else that's happened with omicron specifically with regard to kids you, you, we can sort of track you looking at these antibody studies just how much kids have been affected they're the red line there over these past several months, that red line really did shoot up. Tells us two things. Kids were much more likely to be affected by Omicron, and we knew they were more likely to get sick. Again, maybe not severely ill. I, I love this. Maybe not severely ill. Okay, so you want us to put a vaccine in our kids at six months old, and you want to start mandating these vaccines for children because it's gotten approval, and you want us to do it even though the mortality rate for children with COVID is far below the flu. In fact, it's below the common cold at this point. Why would we be celebrating this and smiling? You notice how the, the host said, am I smiling? Yes, I'm smiling, right? We can't wait to put the jab in your children. Now, what we are being told right now is the White House is already working with the public school systems, the teachers unions and school administrators, the FDA and others to look at the requirement for your child to have to get vaccinated for COVID-19 to go to the public schools in America. This is going to be a huge parental rights issue. And what do you bet they decide it's an emergency issue when they start demanding that you vaccinate your child? What do you bet that that's when they come out and they tell you, no, 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 you're not going to have a choice. And if you want your kid to go to school, then your kid absolutely has to do this no matter what. What do you bet that they are not going to care about what you think and your rights, your parental rights, because they've trampled all over them. And this is why I go back to the bigger picture and the trend here. Take a step back and look at what we've talked about today. This administration is saying we're going to use emergency powers to overtake the entire industry, the oil and gas industry, demanding that the oil and gas industry put out more oil production while also demanding they shut down production of oil and gas. That's psychotic. It's also what dictators and tyrants do. Then you look at this administration. What do they say? What do they just say? What do they just say about abortion? We're going to come in with executive power 
And we're going to say it's a declare national emergency because we're so obsessed with killing children that we're going to say that we must make sure that as many children can be killed as possible through our protecting the rights of the doctors to kill these babies anywhere in the country. Doesn't matter what the Supreme Court says. Doesn't matter that we put out a kill list of Supreme Court justices to go kill to try to stop this from actually happening. Doesn't matter that we haven't denounced the violence and the assassination attempt against Kavanaugh. Most dictators and tyrants, by the way, do kill off their political opponents or send them into exile. What do you think they're doing to Brett Kavanaugh and the other Republicans on the Supreme Court? Doxing them and telling you the American people where they live, telling them the fight's not over, that we're going to keep moving forward. Having administration officials that are ratcheting up the rhetoric, not ratcheting it down. You look at abortion right now and what you've seen from this administration, from the Democrats, is they are ratcheting it up. You know, even even Nancy Pelosi was challenged on, does she believe that abortion is murder? Of course she doesn't think it's murder, right? It's control of people. She was asked about her Catholic faith, and this is her response today. I'm a very Catholic person, and I believe in every woman's right to make her own decisions. I'm a very Catholic person, but I believe in every woman's right to choose, right? She won't say whether she believes abortion is murder because she doesn't believe that abortion is murder. This is when you know that the Democratic Party is no longer the Democratic Party. They are a socialist group of psychopaths. They want to do hormone replacement for your kids. They can't even define what a woman is. They're obsessed with the transgender agenda in this country right now. They're obsessed with every perverted thing that you can get your hands on. They come out and say just three days ago that we don't need more oil and gas drilling. The guy who's in charge, the climate czar for this administration, your tax dollars pay him that money to do that, by the way. And at the exact same time, they're saying that they're then saying we're going to use emergency powers to demand that you actually do more. This midterm election is not just about politics. It's about saving our country. It is about saving our democracy. It's about saving our basic rights. I, by the way, should have added in. I apologize. It's my fault, but I'll throw it on the list. Look at what they just did on guns as well. Take away all the guns from the people. Regulate gun ownership like never before. Attack young people with guns. Use executive powers. Go back in and try to give people reasons to take away guns through mental health background checks and medical records. Right, where the government has to grant you the ability to have a gun. There is consistency here. Every time they get back to the corner, every time they hit a brick wall with our Constitution, what is it that they do? They say, screw it, we'll go around it, we don't care. We'll trample it. We better wake up, folks, and we better make sure everybody knows what their plans are. Make sure you share this podcast, please, with your family and friends. Hit that like button, uh, the auto-download, subscribe button, and most importantly, please write us a five-star review uh, to help us on the charts, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 